Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. What's going on, America? And welcome to a very special edition of the Dear America podcast. It is just me, as you can hear. And uh, for those of you who are aware, it is very close to time for my book, America 316, to come out. So we figured that we would do a special edition of the podcast and have a chapter of the book for this show and it's to kind of give you a little little scope of what the book feels like what it sounds like uh without giving too much away i don't think it does and uh yeah hopefully you enjoy it but before we get into that we got to get into a sponsor for this episode So Freedom Project Academy, if you're one of the more than 40% of American families considering homeschooling this fall because of COVID-19, listen up. The deadline to enroll with Freedom Project Academy is July 17th, so time is running out. Freedom Project Academy is here to help your children get back on track with a live, interactive, online educational experience with students from across the country from the comfort, convenience, and safety of home. They will receive an accredited classical online education built on Judeo-Christian values from students K through 12. With FPA, your children will be taught how to think, not what to think. Go to freedomforschool.com. That's freedomforschool.com and request your free information packet. Again, enrollment ends on July 17th, so please reserve your place today. Contact our friends at Freedom Project Academy. Freedomforschool.com. That's freedomforschool.com. And for those of you listening right now, now, we want to give you a special code to get the audio version of my book, America 316. You can do that by going to America316.com right now and get 25% off with the code AUDIO25. Now, again, go to America316.com and use code AUDIO25 for 25% off the audio version of America 316. So, without further ado... Ladies and gentlemen, for the very special edition of the Dear America podcast, here you are, my book, America 316. Faith. I would be nothing without the love and grace of God. I have learned in my life that I deserve nothing, and it is only through His grace that I have any of the blessings that I have within my life. My faith is the fundamental key that holds my life together. Chapter 6. 
toxic masculinity. When I started making videos a few years ago, I was definitely trying to be funny. I focused on being funny. I was very orchestrated and intentional to that end, although I didn't have a plan beyond being funny. With my current audience, I feel an obligation to counteract the false narratives being put out into the world, which aren't always political. For example, not long ago, the actor Charlize Theron announced that her seven-year-old son has decided to become a girl. No, he hasn't. Charlize Theron, as an adult, has been able to make that adult decision for him. I have nothing against transgender people when they're able to make an adult decision for themselves. I don't believe in it. However, they are Americans. But let's be clear. She decided that for him. That's the kind of thing I speak about these days. People often tell me that my videos have become a way for them to say what they want to say without actually saying it. After all, that's my slogan. Many of them are afraid of upsetting other people with what they know to be true to their own values and morals. By sharing my videos, they can express their own beliefs too. I can make a video and they can share it, telling people, take a look at this as a way of showing how they feel too. I take all the heat for it and they have a way to express how they feel. For example, I took a stand that the truest kind of toxic masculinity is no masculinity at all. We need real men to raise up young men for the future. Real men who respect women, work hard, stand up for the unborn, love God, and love this country. It really is that simple. I made this point in response to an ad that Gillette ran in January of 2019. And man, did I step in it. A lot of people want to be famous. Yet what they don't realize is when you put yourself in that situation, people will love you. But people also will hate you. I have learned the hard way that hate has no boundaries. A single photo and a one-line caption went global. What I did caused me and my family a lot of pain and emotional hurt, but it also showed the power that I and the silent majority of Americans have. A dangerous narrative. If you look up the word toxic in the dictionary, you'll find synonyms such as poisonous, venomous, virulent, noxious, dangerous, destructive, harmful, unsafe, malignant, injurious, pestilential, pernicious, and environmentally unfriendly. If you look up the word masculinity, you'll find synonyms such as virility, manliness, maleness, vigor, strength, muscularity, ruggedness, toughness, and robustness. The term toxic masculinity took a while to evolve, but it's been hinted at in culture for years. Look back at the popular sitcoms of the late 90s and early 2000s, such as Roseanne. They had a similar tone and premise. Pretty much all of them featured a spunky wife and a dumb husband who provides some comic relief. All propagate an illusion of a moronic husband the wife has to put up with. Don't get me wrong, I love some of these sitcoms. King of Queens is my favorite. But the more I watch them now, the more I notice the false narrative they create about men and women in society. Men are morons and women save the day. When Will and Grace came out, it was the first time a show had made space for the LGBTQ community. I've got no problem with that, but it was another step toward redefining masculinity. Jump to the 2010s and you could really see something change in the culture. 
the hashtag MeToo movement began to take shape, which started off as good, but has inherent problems, too. I want to be clear. I love women. Women are amazing. None of us would be on this planet if it wasn't for women. I admire their strength and power. Feminism, in its truest form, empowering women to be strong and independent, could have been a really good thing. Unfortunately, we have moved away from that kind of feminism to a feminism that is based on one thing, complete and total hatred of men. Feminism is now about breaking men down. More specifically and more horrifically, men are the problem. Feminism today is about defining men as the enemy of society. The Me Too movement, which has grown out of feminism, is particularly insidious. Now, don't get me wrong, women need to speak up about rape and sexual abuse, and good men need to support them when they do. The men who commit heinous acts deserve to be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. Don't misunderstand me here. There is no place in society for sexual assault perpetrators or rapists. I wholeheartedly support prosecution of Kevin Spacey, Harvey Weinstein, and Matt Lauer. However, like many good ideas, even the Me Too movement has started to shift our principles as Americans so that men seem like the worst possible humans within our society. I saw this when hashtag Me Too shifted into hashtag Believe Her. Simply put, just believing someone over evidence is not how our system works or is supposed to work. In America, if you're accused of something, you're innocent until proven guilty. You have every right to defend yourself and not be cast out of society until we get to the bottom of things. To see how our culture has twisted this, just look at two high-profile events, the O.J. Simpson trial and the Brett Kavanaugh Supreme Court hearings. Think back to the O.J. Simpson trial in the mid-90s. Even though most people believe that O.J. was guilty, the court proceedings still went on as they were supposed to. His crimes needed to be proven, and when they weren't, he was set free. Brett Kavanaugh's hearing was very different. He had to fight to prove that he didn't do what he was accused of. He was guilty until proven innocent. His confirmation hearings were one of the most horrific instances of slander in recent memory. To say that they will be written and talked about for the rest of our lives is an understatement. This is the exact opposite of the fundamental framework of our judicial system. The left and the mainstream media sought to destroy a man and his family because they knew he would swing the power in the Supreme Court to a more conservative way of thinking. It happened in front of our very eyes. All of us stood back and watched the ridiculously obvious political game being played. We are told now to believe her when a woman makes an accusation. That leads to horrific trouble. To simply believe and not to question does no one any good of any kind. We might as well bring back the Salem witch trials. After all, the accusations weren't true, but they were believed. Conservatives looked at the Kavanaugh hearings and finally stood up. We knew that this was just wrong, and we won that fight. Even then... There was a cost. Brett Kavanaugh is never going to be seen the same way by society. You can't come back from a rape accusation, even if you're innocent. Your reputation is damaged forever. Somewhere along the way on this journey towards toxic masculinity, our understanding of rape 
became blurred. Rape is a very, very serious thing. But the Me Too movement and Believe Her have tried to change the meaning of what rape even is. I recently saw a tweet that said lying for sex is rape. Really? Have we become so confused between our emotions and facts that we have forgotten the actual definition of rape? If I tell you I make a million dollars a year and you have sex with me, and then find out I only make $50,000 a year, is that rape? Or if a woman forgets to tell me that she has a three-year-old child at home and we have sex, is that rape? That sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? But it's what happens when we boil everything down to a victim mentality and the idea that men are bad. Look at what happened to Aziz Ansari. By opening up about a bad date for the purposes of comedy, he opened himself up to sexual assault allegations, which shouldn't be the case. Feminism isn't about men being bad. Feminism is about women being equal and having power. Women need to speak up about this. The Gillette ad. By the time January 2019 rolled around, four months after Kavanaugh was sworn onto the Supreme Court, there was a change in the air. People were saying that conventional masculinity had become toxic. You very well may have seen the Gillette commercial about toxic masculinity. If you haven't, I recommend you find it and see what you think. The ad has a dark undertone throughout. It shows mindless men repeating in unison that boys will be boys. Young boys fighting at a backyard cookout, men making sexual advances on women, and it strongly suggests that the way men behave and what they accept in others is a problem. I first saw the ad at the studio in Columbus. We were renting out the old Graham Roofing building where we'd built a little recording studio to film Rant Nation. We didn't even have cable TV there, which is kind of funny when you consider I'm in the media business. It is dark with no windows, no logos, nothing to proclaim that we were getting almost 10 million viewers a day. It felt kind of like a prison to me, but it was an improvement over filming in my beat-up F-150. We operated every day like it was us against the world, and we were winning. We did have internet in the building, and that's how I first saw the ad. I saw it was trending, but didn't know what it was, so I stuck my head in my producer's office, and we watched it together on YouTube. Eventually, a million people disliked that video, and I was one of them. I felt upset, though I couldn't immediately say exactly why. I held off on responding until I knew what I wanted to say. After all... Lots of people were asking, how can you be upset that it says you should treat people better? I agree. No one can argue with that. But there was something else going on. I turned it over in my mind until I decided that it was the undertone of the commercial that bothered me. Because it implied that this is the undertone in our society. The ad and Gillette wanted us to believe that the younger generation was in charge of saving themselves from the current generation of misogynists and rapists that were ruining the country. If you didn't know better, you'd come away from that ad thinking that men are the root of all the problems within American society. That the majority of men tolerate or even promote bullying, homophobia, and sexual assault. This is not simply dishonest. 
It is a blatant lie. Tack Pack is the premier monthly subscription box for military, tactical, prepper, and Second Amendment enthusiasts. For just forty nine ninety five a month, you get at least a hundred dollars worth of gear. Sometimes up to one hundred fifty two hundred dollars worth of gear from different companies like Five Eleven, Sons of Liberty, Gunworks, Mission First Tactical, Armaspec, and more. They send out AR-15 parts and accessory, everyday carry tools, knives, and gear to keep you prepared for when it hits the fan. And as you all know, it currently is hitting. The August pack is full of AR gear and is an armorer's dream pack. June and July both sold out early, so get signed up now for this heavy hitter that will have you range ready. Use the promo code GRAM at checkout to receive a free extra bag of tactical goodies shipped out with your first pack. Don't wait. These are flying off the shelves. Go to TACPAC.com and sign up today. That's TACPAC.com. TACPAC.com. Offer code GRAM. Let's remember, the majority of men are not rapists. The majority of men understand that women deserve respect. The majority of men do not support bullying or condone acts of hate or violence. The majority of men love women. We know our mamas run the house 90% of the time. Real men respect women. Real men know the difference between yes and no. Real men defend those who are less powerful and use their strength to lift them up. Real men are what we need. So what was Gillette trying to say? I believe they were testing the waters, trying to see how far the line had shifted against traditional manhood. Just because there are bad apples doesn't mean all men are bad. That's like saying all women are good. You see the same criticism of America's police officers who are some of the bravest men and women in our country. The actions of a few officers have damaged the reputation of an entire police community, which is made up of brave men and women who put on the badge every day to go out and protect people who may hate them. Saying that all police officers are bad or all men are bad is as ridiculous as saying all women are bad. Are there bad women? Of course. Are all women bad? Of course not. So that much was bothering me about the Gillette ad for sure. I also got to thinking about double standards. One of my favorite country music songs is Chris Kane's The House Rules, about the unwritten rules in a man's favorite bar. The seventh rule is that men should not touch women. But women can grab whatever they want to. In my opinion, this is a direct reflection of our double standards in society. A man can't get drunk in a bar and grab a woman. That makes him some kind of sexual offender. But a woman doing the same is strong, independent, and going after what she wants. Really? This sort of double standard is running rampant in our society. Here's another example. If a woman were to see a straight man's penis in an office, this would be considered sexual assault. But if a 10-year-old girl were to see a man's penis in a girl's bathroom because he identifies as a woman, this is tolerance. If that's not a double standard, I don't know what is. To me, the current situation in society is a broad attack on heterosexual men, and the Gillette ad crystallized that. As I was thinking about why that ad bothered me, I realized that today, the most scrutinized and criticized group within our society is straight, white, Christian males. And that, I simply could not let stand. Locker room brilliance. Most of my best ideas come when I'm at the gym, and this time was no different. 
A couple days after watching the Gillette ad, I went and worked out at the gym. I took a shower, thinking about what I wanted to say in response. For the first time, I felt like a video wasn't the way forward. I wanted to post a picture instead. That was all. Just a single image. The photo I decided to post was of me, my two sons, and my daughter. Many people claim the photo was staged for my response to Gillette, but it wasn't. It was taken months before. The photo was inspired by the stereotypical old Southern ideal of a dad and sons having guns to protect the girl of the family. We stood in a cotton field across the street from our house. It was one of about 300 we had taken during a family photo session two months earlier, some of which were in my phone. As we were taking the photos, I decided to incorporate the three guns I happened to have in my truck that day. A shotgun, a Shield 45, and a Daniel Defense 762 AR rifle. Had I known how important that photo would become, I would have brought out my entire gun collection. The point of the photo was to create an image of men protecting the girl in the center. The kind of photo a dad shows her first date, many years down the road. We took it, and I forgot about it, until I scrolled through my phone that day in January. Sitting in the locker room, I uploaded the picture to Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter with a simple caption. Practicing our toxic masculinity. Hey Gillette, does this offend you? Uploading that picture was definitely the most powerful thing I did that day, but I didn't know it at the time. I went straight to the set to shoot Rant Nation. I didn't even look at my phone until we were done filming. In a few hours, that photo had gone everywhere. People had photoshopped it too, and some of the results were pretty funny. For instance, someone took the guns out of the picture and replaced them with Gillette razors. Among the more popular criticisms was a comment from a girl who wrote, Gillette says treat people better. This guy. You can't take our guns. Of course there were no guns in the Gillette ad. I chose to include guns in my response because I knew what Gillette meant by their ad. I also was fairly certain that the people who created the commercial would consider guns toxic. That's why I wish I had added the word to to my post. Hey Gillette, does this offend you too? When I checked my email later that day, I saw that Yahoo had been trying to reach me. They wanted to run a story on my photo within the hour and were asking if I wanted to comment. My number one rule in responding to the press is to not make a quick statement because they have some kind of deadline. That email from Yahoo was the first time a predominantly left-leaning news outlet had reached out to me. I didn't respond. I just let them say whatever they wanted to say and went about my business. Yahoo Lifestyle put up a story at 3 o'clock that afternoon. It wasn't a slam piece. It wasn't great, but it started to get a lot of attention. From there, it took off. People all around the world took the photo and continued to share it and manipulate it. Any press is good press. It comes with the territory. If I'm not making somebody mad, chances are I'm not doing my job properly. If you want to be famous, you had better be prepared for a portion of people to hate you. However, the day after the article was published, things got really heated. Because the Yahoo Lifestyle article was doing so well, Yahoo moved it to the front page of their website. 
Lots of other outlets began running it too, in places all around Europe and Australia. All of a sudden, that picture was everywhere. A good news story lasts 72 hours. A big news story lasts a week. Ours definitely fit into the latter category. People referred to it as the picture seen around the world. Gun-happy family is joining the resistance against Gillette, read one headline. Another said dad and his children posed for family photo carrying guns. Hey, Gillette, does this offend you? The criticism got so intense that I considered deleting the picture entirely, and we talked about that as a team. These days, everyone wants to put you out of business or force you to retract any statement you make. I decided to stand up to the apologetic cancel culture that exists in society today. I decided against taking the picture down because I didn't care what people assumed about me. If you haven't already made the switch to Patriot Mobile, their latest promotion might just be what you're waiting for. Right now, they're giving you a choice. Either get a brand new phone or, if you want to keep your existing one, a free month of service. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile phone company. They will never charge you hidden fees. And unlike Big Mobile, they won't send your hard-earned money to leftist causes or groups trying to destroy this country. Plans start as low as $25, and their U.S.-based customer service team was just rated number one among all wireless providers. Get nationwide 4G service and unlimited talk and text. Switching is easy. Keep your phone number, bring your own phone, or get a brand new Motorola G7 Play. This is their biggest promotion all year, so don't wait. Call 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT or visit patriotmobile.com slash Graham. Let's stick together and support this great American company who is defending our Constitution and providing a valuable service at the same time. 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash Graham. I'm not a racist or misogynistic person. The people who hated me would hate me no matter what I did or said. For about a week, we were portrayed as the most racist, misogynistic, bigoted family in America. This affected me more than it normally would because my children were involved. I can deal with negative press about myself, but this was the first time I made a decision which affected my kids. These days, if we disagree culturally or politically, nothing is off limits any longer. Typically, critics will go after the softest targets, such as children. It's one thing to have people hate me, it's another thing to have them go after my children. Their faces were plastered everywhere, and nobody was bothering to blur them out. Trust me, we heard it all after that. I was accused of being racist because we were subtle enough to stand in a cotton field. In my opinion, this has given me way more credit than I'm due. We just walked across the street. I mean, we lived in Mississippi. There's a lot of cotton around. I was accused of child abuse because of the guns. I was accused of being sexist because my four-year-old daughter was the only person in the picture without a gun. It was the full trifecta, racist, sexist child abuser. I suppose if I had been wearing an I hate gays t-shirt, it would have been the photo of the year for some people. For a solid week, I represented the worst of American society. If I can paraphrase Forrest Gump, a racist is as a racist does. I've learned that more often than not, the first people to call someone a racist are racist themselves. 
Only a real racist can find racial undertones in cotton today or believe that the cotton industry still exists as a dagger to remind black Americans of a darker and more terrible time in our history. I know what toxic masculinity looks like. It looks like keyboard warriors who take their jobs a little too seriously. It looks like cowards who pick on easy targets like a child, who wish rape on a little girl, who wish anonymously, of course, a bullet in the back of my head. It looks like unintelligent individuals who have no real validation of their own principles, if they had any, taking their fear out on women and children. What are they afraid of? They are afraid that I'm right. Toxic masculinity is a lack of real masculinity. We need real men in society who understand that. We need real women who promote it. We need parents who take their jobs seriously. The endless attack on manliness from all sides has to stop. The truth is, there has never been a better time to be a woman in America. This may make some people mad, but it's true. Today, women can vote. That wasn't always the case. 40 years ago, there were no two-income homes. Men worked out of the house. Women kept the house. No more, no less. That doesn't apply today. Things have changed for women, and they've changed for the better. Taking abuse. Some people might think I'm emotionless, and this kind of press coverage doesn't affect me. That's wrong. It sucked for me. It was hard. There are days of self-doubt, questioning who I am and what I'm doing. Is this amount of hatred worth it? Why am I putting myself through this? Because here's the thing. There are people in the world who legitimately want me dead. We get death threats regularly. I have fans who know where my kids go to school. So I have to assume I have haters who know that too. That is one of the reasons why my kids don't go to public school anymore. At the end of the day, nobody really likes to be hated. I've learned that it's one thing to stand for something you believe in when you're surrounded by a supportive circle of people. It's another thing to stand for something when it seems everybody hates you for it. You find out what you really believe when you're standing by yourself. I don't really care if I offend people, but I am careful with what I say about more sensitive topics like suicide and sexual assault, for example. I'm not heedless about the power of my words to hurt or cause damage. To filter myself, I run my ideas through a couple of people, including my wife. For example, I'm not a racist person, so I don't want my words to be misconstrued as racist. I'm not homophobic. And I don't want to come off that way. It's really important to me to check my thoughts and reactions with people I trust before I take them out into the world. I don't care if I post something that people find offensive. I care if I do or say something wrong. If I'm not wrong, I'm posting it. If people get bent out of shape, that's on them. I'm just doing what I do. I tell you all of this because I want you to know that standing up for what you believe in isn't always easy. In fact, most of the time, it's the hardest thing to do. I said what I said. I don't regret it. It was very hard on me and my family. It was hard to see people go after my kids. However, it wasn't for nothing. Things calmed down after a week or so, and life went on.
I pretty much forgot about the Gillette story until July of 2019, when a report came out that Gillette's parent, Procter & Gamble, experienced a catastrophic loss in the six months after releasing the ad, taking an $8 billion write-down. I felt a bit overwhelmed. I'm not so pompous as to say, look what I did. But I did have a sense that God was talking to me and showing me why I do what I do. I'm not claiming that I was solely responsible for the loss in profits, but it's ignorant to say I had nothing to do with it. Enough people saw what I had to say and agreed with me to make an impact. With everyone else, I helped evoke a unified response of people coming together and saying, this is garbage. We don't believe that. You attack us, we won't buy your stuff. There is a direct consequence to corporations pushing these kind of false narratives, and we are not going to let them dictate who we are and what we do. After the report, I did what anyone with a social media following would do. I started a live feed with my audience. I wanted them to know what had happened and that everything wasn't for nothing. I told them, sometimes in this world that I'm in, and sometimes in this world that we all find ourselves in, we find ourselves asking questions about why we put ourselves through difficult things and why we make the choices we do, why we decide to stand in our decisions, and here was the answer. To me, the report was an example of why it's important to stand for what you believe in, even when it feels like the whole world is against you. Almost always, there's a silent majority of Americans who feel the same way I do. Just because they're not as vocal about their opinions, that doesn't mean that they don't exist or aren't paying attention. This is the same silent majority that got Trump elected. This is why a picture of me and my kids that absolutely destroyed my family for a week turned out to be a valuable piece in the fight against the false narrative of toxic masculinity. That is also why you must stand and always fight, even when it seems like the world is against you. All right, everybody, that is the end of, uh, I guess, the free test chapter of my book, America 316. If you go right now, if you're listening to this, if you go right now to America316.com and pre-order my book that releases on July 28th, you will be entered in the free rifle giveaway. That's right. Purchase my book and you get entered in to win a free rifle. We hope you guys enjoyed this special edition of the show. And most importantly, I hope that you enjoy the book. So thank you guys so much. We appreciate you. And thanks for listening to the Dear America podcast. And we'll be back with your normal scheduled programming next time. <laughs>